Perak Dalad Mishnah we open up with the introduction. One who has several wives. This is going back to the times before Cherem of Rabbeinu Gershom, where he was permitted to marry more than one wife. They're what's called a tsara, one to the other. Now we had learned back in the beginning of Sechti Yavamos, there are 15 women that will potter their tsaros from Chalitza and from Yibam. Meaning, there are 15 women that are forbidden to a person because of an iser of erva, like one's daughter, or one's daughter's daughter, or one's son's daughter, or say he has a wife from a different marriage, and she has a daughter. There's a whole list over there. There are 15 that are forbidden to a person because of an iser of erva. So what happens is, Say, one of these 15 are married to your brother. Let's give an easy example. Your daughter is married to your brother. And now your brother dies without any children. Normally, you can go ahead and do Yibam or Chalitza to his surviving wife, which technically is your daughter. However, over here, it's not going to be applicable. Asura b'yibam. There'll be, uh, you can't do yibam. Why? Granted, it's your, granted, granted your brother died without children, but the wife he left over is your own daughter. You can't do yibam on your daughter, so therefore there's no yibam and there's no chalitza. Now what happens? Say your brother had multiple wives. She had tzaros erba. So the multiple wives are now tzaros to the uh, wife, which is an erva to you, to your daughter. It's like your daughter's exempt from Yibam and from Chalitza. So to the Tsarosa, the other wives as well, since they are Tsaros to the Erva, are going to be exempt from Chalitza and from Yibam. So if, for example, the brother was married to your daughter and to, say, Rachel, a total third party, and then he dies without children, just like you're exempt from doing Yibam or Chalitza to uh, your daughter, which is also your sister-in-law because she's an Erva, so Rachel, who's also your brother's wife, even though she's a total third party, but because she's a tsara to uh, your daughter, which was your brother's wife, she's exempt as well from chalitza and from yibam. So this is what we call a tsara to the erva, will be exempt from yibam and chalitza, just like the erva is exempt as well. So Ba'ozu Inyan, Mevi'a Mishasinu Machlokas, the Mishnah will bring now Machlokas, excuse me, between Be'i and Be'i where Be'i will argue uh, on the Mishnah that we're bringing over here, and Be'i will hold like this Mishnah. So this is actually, this can be found, this Mishnah can be found in Yevamos, in the very beginning, in Parak Alf Mishnah So let's see. Be'i Matirin as a Tzaros La'acham. Says the Mishnah, Be'i will permit the Tzaros to the Acham, not like we just said. Meaning, if you have a tsara from one of the 15, excuse me, arayos, say for example, we're dealing with the daughter. So your daughter married your brother. She's one of the ervas. And then there were other wives as well. There was Rachel, for example, the second wife. So the tsara, this Rachel lady, is permitted to the surviving brother, to yourself. Even though the actual erva, is forbidden to you, meaning your sister-in-law, who's also your daughter, is forbidden to you. But the tsara, Rachel, since she's a third party, granted she's a tsara to the erva, but because she's not the actual erva, she's permitted to you. The tsara of an erva, according to Beishamai, is not like an erva. We view Rachel as a total third party, and therefore you can do hibam, and you can do chalitza to her. 
However, Beis Hillel, Aisrin. Beis Hillel forbid, like we just said in the introduction. The tzara of, of an erva is forbid to yibam to the brother, to yourself. They're the same status as the erva itself. Like in our example, when your brother died and he left over two wives, one was your daughter he had, that he married to, one was Rachel, a third party. Just like you're forbidden to do yibam or on your daughter, uh, you're forbidden to do it on Rachel as well. So Beis Hillel goes like the introduction that we mentioned, and Beishamai is arguing on this Mishnah. Now, Chaltzu, say for example, Hatzara Shel Harayos, Chalitza was done, you did Chalitza, on the Tzara of the Erva, so Beishamai now, Poislin Minakahuna. Beishamai will say, that Poislin as Hatzaros Milinasi Lakoin, he will pass, Beishamai will pass the Tzara, from marrying into Kahuna. Why? They required this chalitza. It was applicable. The chalitza san chalitza gemurhi. When you did this chalitza, it was a real chalitza. And the lacha is that a chalitza is forbidden to marry a kohen. So it's like a gerusha, a divorced woman is forbidden to marry a kohen. So if you do chalitza now on Rachel, Rachel cannot, cannot marry into kahuna according to base Shammai. No, Basil will permit uh, Rachel, in our example, to marry into the kahuna, even though you did a chalitza on her, because the chalitza that you did was nothing. It was shlele tzarech. Ve'en shmachlitz, it's not a chalitza, because we said she's forbidden to you regardless, just like um, the, uh, your, do- your daughter, which is your sister-in-law, which is the Arab, in our example, is forbidden to you. The tzara, which is Rachel, is forbidden to you as well. So according to Basil, you didn't do anything. And therefore, this uh, lady Rachel can still marry into kahuna. So that's in the case of, of Chalitza. Mishnah continues, Nis Yabmu, say that you did Yibam, Tzaros HaArayos La'achem, you did Yibam with Rachel in our example, V'achach Nis Almana, V'achach Nis Almana Mi'veyem. So then, now later, you know, you died in, in our example, and uh, Rachel is a widow. So can Rachel marry into Kahuna? Be'ishamay Mach Shirin, yes. She's permitted to marry a Kohen. A Kohen is permitted to marry a Amana, because according to Beishamai, the Yibam was done properly, and now once you, you, once you die, she's a widow, she can marry a Kohen. Beishamai, hold it now. They, they pass all this woman from marrying a Kohen. Since the Yibam was done Beishamai, she has a status of one that lived with someone that's forbidden to her. It's as if she's being a zona. Shnasa zona. And a zona is also to marry into the kahuna. So it says basically she'll be possible for marrying into kahuna when she does this. And the afalpi, she'elu posen ve'elam achshirin. Unbelievable. Even though that she imchaltsu tzaros ha'aroyos. If chalitza was done to the tzaros ha'aroyos, be'shamir will pass al b'shil al-machshir. And if Yibam was done, Beishil will pass the and Beishamai will machshir. So it comes out the kshiros of Beishamai are psulos to the Beishil and vice versa. Beishamai would not hold back from allowing uh, marriages to the daughters of Beishil. They weren't concerned for the cases of Tsaros Erva, where Beishil will exempt from Chalitza and they will require Chalitza. Beishamai would require Chalitza. Beishil did not hold back from marrying the women of Beishamai. Even though the children of the Tzaros that had Yibam, like the according to Beishamai, according to Beishil, would be Mamzerim to according to Beishil. Because Beishil held that there was an Isser of Eishas Ach, Hain Aleim. According to Beishil, 
you cannot, just like you can't marry your daughter that married your brother, you cannot marry your, your daughter's Sarah. The Aishas Ach Ainshikaris and the base hill held, you know, if you marry the wife of your brother, it's an ownership of Kharis. And comes out Mamzerim the children of a marriage of Chaiv Kharis are Mamzerim. Mikom Makum, nevertheless, Lenimnu Basil and Melissa Nashami Beshamai. Nevertheless, Bas Hill would permit to marry the woman of Beshamai. Like the Gemara explains, Levishayu Maidim Elu Elu Ketanagu Halach Lamaisa. So you know when it would come up, they would come to some kind of agreement. How to be knowing Halacha Lamaisa? So that they shouldn't uh, come and be and stumble in the things that they're strict on. So therefore, they would come to an agreement if this scenario would pop up. But don't think that now they're not going to marry each other's women because of their difference of opinions. And the mission continues. All the Taras and Tumma, where there's a Machlokas Bisham Basil, where one says it's Tar, one says it's Tame, they did not bring to any kind of separation between Bisham and Basil. Meaning they would still lend Kalim to one another, um, and they would still be friends with one another. And even though one may say the Kli is Tar, one may say the Kli is Tame, they would come to some kind of agreement and not let their difference of opinions make a machlokas or separation between their camaraderie. And the Mishnah is coming to teach us, Shechiba Vereyas, there was love and friendship, or no, between Beishamay and Beisil, despite their opinions. A Kaim HaShem, if I follow that, which it says, Ve'emes Ve'hashalom Ohavo. So the Mishnah concludes on a beautiful note that despite their opinions, Despite there'll be cases where Beis Hillel may hold one could be a mamzer, and Beis Shammai will hold one could be a regular child, or Beis Hillel could hold something as tummy, and Beis Shammai could hold something as tar, or whatever the case is. Despite their opinions, they would still marry into each other and be friends with each other, and when necessary, they come to an agreement as far as what the lacha would be. I mentioned a test we open up also with an introduction, and that is that we learned at the beginning of Masech to Kedushin that a Yavama is acquired with Bia. Meaning, in a case of a Yevama, a person's brother was married to just a regular third party, and he dies without children, and you go ahead and marry his wife now, the Yevama, the way you acquire it by doing B is by being intimate with her. Kenyan Gummer. That she becomes your wife for all matters. As it says, Yevamo Yavo Aval, however, Hayavam Shekidish, the Yavam went ahead. And it was Mekadish the Yavama with Kasef, with money, instead of just living with her, or with her star, instead of just living with her. We call that Maimer. The Maimer only does a partial Kenyan, Midirabanan. So this is going to be the opinion of Beis Hillel. However, according to Beis Shammai, Sha'af Maimer, the Maimer will help with the Yavama to make her like a real wife. When uh, if a Yavim does uh, Kesef or Shtar to acquire her. So Mikan Machlokas, here's the Machlokas between Beisham and Beisal in our Mishnah, and this can be found in Masech Yavamos in Paragimel, Mishnah Hey. Shloshach, here in our case, there are three brothers. Shnaim Mehem Nisuim Ishtay Achayos. Two brothers are married to two sisters. And one brother is single, he's not married. One of the brothers that are married to one of the sisters dies without children. And now the single guy comes along and does a mimer to his sister-in-law. He's with Kadashar, with Kasef, or with Shtar. He's, he does not do a bia like we explained. 
Now, his second brother dies, Nabuch, without children. Now, both of these sisters, his, which are also his sister-in-laws, are the Kukos Tov, there's a connection to him. Ella, however, he already did Sha'asa Barishan, he did Mimer to the first one before his second brother died and making a second case of a, of a Yavama. So what happens over here? Beshamay Aimrim Ishtai Imai. Beshamay say, Zush Asaba Maimur, the first uh, sister-in-law that you did a Maimur to, she's like your wife. Vurashai Lakaima, and you're permitted to keep her as is. The Hala, and her sister, which is your sister-in-law, that's following you before Yibam now, Teti Mishum Achos Isha. She just goes out to the street and can marry anyone she wants. Beloiklam. She's exempt even from Chalitza. Why? She's the wife of your, she's the sister of your wife. You cannot marry the sister of your wife. So there's no Chalitza necessary. And she can just go marry whoever she wants. So according to Beishamai, the Mimer helped on the first wife, like a Kenyan governor, to make her your wife. And therefore when the second uh, woman, second, the sister falls before you, there's no connection at all because she's forbidden to you because of an Isra of Erva, of Achos, Isha, of your wife's, Sister, and therefore no chalitza would be necessary. She can go marry uh, whoever she wants. What could happen over here is Basil hold that the mimer was not a full Kenyan, wasn't a Kenyan gummer to make this first sister like your wife. Uh, it was only partial. And therefore, when her sister falls before you for Yibam, there's a connection. She's going to forbid the first wife upon you, even though you already did mimer to her. You can't keep her anymore. Both women would require a chalitza now. Like in a case where two sisters fall before one for Yibam, you can't marry the two of them, so they both need chalitza. But since you did it already with the first wife, Maimer, so there's a mixed kinyan mid Rabbanan, your partial marriage on her rabbinic level, Lefigach Moses is she has to get rid of his wife, meaning with an actual the wife the wife he did Maimer to, the first wife. He has to give her a get and Khalitza. He's got to do both. Get to separate the Maimer, and then Khalitza to separate the Yibam. Shall I get the Balaf Gesa Maimer? She enough constitution below get. Like we said, the get will um, separate the connection to her through that, that was there from the mimer, and the chalitza will separate the connection to her from the yiba. So come ve'es achiv, and then the second wife that fell afterwards to him, bechalitza all you have to do is chalitza. So Nebuch is losing now both of the wives, his first one that he did mimer on, and the second one that was going to be coming to him. Zui sha'amru. On this, the brios people say, that according to Beis Hillel Nebuch, he loses his wife that he first got by giving her a get in Chalitza, and he can't keep her. And Nebuch, the second wife, that technically he'll be getting, the, his wife's sister, he can't keep her either because they're sisters, and he has to do Chalitza to her. So it comes out, he loses both uh, of these, uh, his current wife and his potential wife because of this unique scenario in accordance with Beis Hillel.